It's on a sombre note that we bring you this show, unfortunately. Peter Hooley, the man who I regarded as a member of this show, one of the best members of the show. We've been through a couple of guys, Mark Worthington, Corey Homicide, Williams. It's a very, very sad day in the history of this podcast because long we have represented ourselves as no holds barred, Mm. no player is safe, no team is safe, Mm. no whiny GM is safe. Mm. But me being the group chat sicko that I am, Mm. I treasure these things. True. You floated that Melbourne United may have some kind of signing, an injury replacement, Mm. and I asked you, Pete, who would that be? Would you mind sharing? And you said no, confirming to me and the listeners that you are a Melbourne United loyalist. Mm. You have more loyalty to Melbourne United, an NBL club, than you have to the host, your leader, your grandmaster of this program. You're going to have your moment to defend yourself. Yep. So go ahead. Well, I'm glad you brought this up, Felix. United loyalists. They talk about the NBL. I try to defend against it. I say, no, it's the NBL. There isn't people in the NBL media that are just loyal to United and then you lay that one on me. Well, now it's my time to speak. So for once, let's see if I don't get interrupted. But me and the guys at the back had a little thing planned. So we uh, know the guys at the back, Melbourne oh, United, I, you and Melbourne United. So for everybody, first off, there is no signing from Melbourne United coming. But what we have done, the guys oh. at the back, Felix is the new newsbreaker. And we have a look here. He's chasing Olgan down. <laughs> we know he wants to. Olgan is the newsbreaker and I've he's not quite there. there. <laughs> but he's made a name for himself over the last couple of days. So Felix, especially with South East Melbourne Phoenix signings, Felix is always the big one. We'll touch on it. It's a big signing. But Felix didn't get a chance to really break that one with Ryan Brock. Neither did Olgan, the guy that I'm chasing down in the For whatever there, reason, right? but we know Phoenix for whatever your source is. We want, oh, this is my time, please, sir. Yeah, you're deflecting. Here, here, Your Honour. So then Objection. What, I did, what I've done, I've gone straight to our good guys at the back. Because we always ask, how do we get... He always calls it the Von Hoff late night. <laughs> how do we get one back on him? So we've dangled something. We dangled a little nugget that wasn't true with United. You and didn't dangle said, anything, though. You never gave me a name. Because there if you is, gave me a name, Because there is worked. nothing. Because there is nothing. That is such a lie. There you are deflecting. Absolutely Peter nothing. Hawley <laughs> is a Melbourne United loyalist, and anything he says on this show should now be taken this, with a grain of salt. This is, this is going to be... I, I may as well just move this microphone down to the middle right now, because if we want to stay untied to the NBL, loyal to our listeners, as we have, yep. ever since Wertho and Homicide were dropping F-bombs weekly, we've reined ourselves in a little bit, but the... the premise of the show still remains the same. It is trash talk. There is no loyalty to anyone. We go at anyone, no matter creed, whatever mm. the whatever that saying is. Yep. I'm with you. I'm anyone. back here. Now, what, what's going to happen when I start going to Melbourne United? You can, mate, because there's but no But you're signing. protecting them. There is no signing. Why would you bring that up in the group chat? I just, as, obviously, Felix doesn't listen. So this is offer a great No, start. I think you're deflecting. There is I think absolutely you are a United nothing. loyalist, <laughs> and you have been found out, and you will be lucky if we see you here next week. Oh, moving on. Forgive, but don't forget. He may be here next week, but I'll tell you what. I can take everything you say from here on out with an absolute grain of salt, you United loyalist. But decals, something we can all agree on, mm. something that needs to be fixed. Now, Jarrell Martin. It looked like it was a terrible injury slipping directly on the decal. But upon further investigation, everyone was quick to the quick to yep. the Twitter sphere to say that it was the decal. But upon further investigation, it looks like he slipped just outside of it. But it looked bad. Mm. And it could have easily been on the decal. And there's been so many situations like that on the decal. So just because it wasn't this time doesn't change the fact that something needs to be done. Now, I've tried to do a bit of digging. I don't get much, as you can imagine, out of the NBL from anyone over there. So I'm not going to get too much. Is there anything you can give us now that you're a United loyalist and an NBL 
No, I don't mouthpiece. actually. I'm not actually sure what it is. I don't know what the difference is in decals from years past into this year. So I'm not actually sure. Well, there's always been an issue. Apparently, you see Jason Kadee pipes up about it quite a bit on Twitter yeah. in a very respectful manner. He does it. He just says something needs to change. And Corey Webster's been a little outspoken on it. It seems that it's worse this year than it was before. That's the issue. By a long, long and margin. Now, there's always been. Last yeah. year we heard about a decal stuff, but it wasn't. We weren't sitting there. Mm. Sort of waiting, hard in our mouth, thinking someone's going to get hurt here. And there's already been so many incidents, and you can blame humidity and all this sort of stuff. I don't know, but the weather doesn't seem to have changed too much. Or maybe because we are deep later. in the summer, yeah. later in the year. Yeah. I don't know, but it doesn't. I, I don't think that that would be the case. But something needs to be done because I don't know whether there's a there'll be a legal case pending if someone at the moment gets hurt on one of these things or, or what happens. But it seems to be a, a more serious issue week by week. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, is as you said, this isn't a new topic year to year. It's just more magnified this year. It seems to be happening more. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the alternatives are. We've tried to talk about this. I see you on Twitter as well trying to figure out. Some people say, can you superimpose them? I don't know if that's yeah, possible. And, and for that sort of stuff, like, I think people understand and I understand there's naivety to yeah. how these things work. But one, you, you, we don't have the funds to be able to superimpose it. Mm. The NBL is not going to be paying, you know, whether it be in, in arena, most likely done via the broadcast. It's a very expensive operation to right. do that. I just don't see that happening. Mm. But they need the money. They need the commercial money. If players are willing to take a pay cut and move them, then, yeah, you, you could take them off the court for a massive pay yeah. cut. But I don't think that's not feasible. No one should be asked to do that. And it's a stupid idea overall. You just need to find out this doesn't happen in Europe. This doesn't happen in the NBA, although they don't really have much yeah. on there. It, there needs to be some sort of way where we can get these decals to even what they were the previous season, which still wasn't great, but anything to avoid what we're seeing now, which is three to four times per game, someone slips on a decal. Yeah, and I, as you said, I wish we had it, could come here and say this is a great solution. But, but I want to, and, and Moldovan, the head of Lighthouse Sports, had an interesting one where he came at the Players Association mm. saying, where's the Players Association talking up about this? Why aren't they up in arms saying, you know, we're not playing next week until something with these decals get fixed because we're not having Jarrell Martin do his knee if that was on the decal. Where's the voice in that? We haven't heard. A, we haven't really heard much at all from that standpoint. And the hard thing is here, are the players in a position to boycott? No, they're not. Mm. They all need the money. This isn't like the NBA where you can go, we're going on a lockout. I'm going to go chill on a yacht in Ibiza until <laughs> the season starts again. No, players need this money. So they're in that tough position where it's like, okay, we can't financially say we're not playing until these are fixed. The NBL's now in a position where it's, you know, what do we do? Clearly they don't want this to be happening. I think I'm smart enough to believe yeah. that the NBL oh, do sure. not want this to be happening. Obviously. If there's a way, if there was an easy fix, they would have done it. So obviously teams are, are working right now to try to get that done. But boy, it needs to get done quick because the players are in a really shit position because they cannot afford financially to hold out. Teams can't afford financially to hold out. And the NBL saying, well, we're already so deep in the hole financially. What do we do here? Yeah, you're right. And as we can't even attest this personally when we play because we weren't more athletic enough to even get close to slipping on decals. No. Well, I was and apparently the problem, the problem ones are the ones inside the key that we never But I'll tell you what right. happens. Like, <laughs> what this would. probably comes down to is Larry has to reach in his own pockets again yeah, and say, I'm paying for you know the broadcast to have this. And then what happens when Larry reaches in his pockets and saves the situation? The voices on Twitter come out and say, oh, about damn time. <laughs> about damn time. The guy that saved this league from the death. Yeah. 
is reaching in his own charitable pockets to fix this. Mm. And that's why I'm looking at Larry and I'm thinking, well, if I'm Larry, do I really want to be? Because <laughs> I know I'm just going to get cussed out by random NBL personalities and stuff like that. And that, that would annoy me enough to say, no, well, we'll find a cheaper fix for this. So I think we're in a tough position where it's don't don't bite the hand that feeds in a way. Mm. I'm with you. But so there, as you said, there has to be something that comes of it. It's a tough position. I, ho- I hope there is a way that we can find, like whether it be some sort of spray, I don't know what it is. But there needs to be something to protect these players at the moment. There needs to be something the NBL can do without having to totally remove signage from the courts, which Correct. is a major, major commercial aspect. Mm-hmm. The NBL Cup. Oh, another one that is just, as is this season, expect the unexpected is yep. the NBL catch cry this year, which seems quite relevant. What, what happens here? You're more in the know than me in terms of what's potentially going to happen. With the, right now, we're in Victoria. We're in lockdown. The yep. NBL Cup is set to happen here on February 20th. We're not sure whether lockdown's going to continue. It could be announced that we're out of it tomorrow and everything's good to go. Are other states going to allow teams in? What on earth is going on? Yeah, I think your guess is probably as good as mine and even probably as good as the NBL's. They have to wait to see what Have you asked your friends does. at United? Uh, no. Have I asked my friends at United? <laughs> no. Um, no, they haven't, they haven't. They don't actually really know what's going on because, again, you've got to wait till the press conference, see what happens. I think if anything is going to happen, I reckon lockdown lasts a couple more days, knowing what we've been through in the past and things that have happened. Um, I'm actually fighting with my earpiece more than I'm fighting with you. <laughs> I'm trying to get that. Back. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're trying to be optimistic, thinking that potentially maybe – I saw an article today, Matt Logue said maybe it's delayed a week, have a regular season for another round and then get into it or whether they start to a couple bit without fans if we're still locked down. It's hard. It's a tough position because everything changes day by day and you see the case numbers thinking, oh, we'll be all right. But we've seen this story before. So I'm hoping that it goes ahead. It needs to go ahead. I think everybody wants it to go ahead, but it's like what option do you have? You have to be reactive, as you said. And yeah. you've seen all the plans, of all, apparently all the contingency plans. There's more now, I would assume, being thrown in there. So whichever way, but it's like, when do you make that decision? When do you pull the trigger on saying, yesterday, oh, fan, come, your teams are coming Thursday, and then tomorrow it comes out, oh, we're still in lockdown, teams aren't coming. Yeah. So. We'll spare you my political opinions on the situation. Yeah, well, no, we don't need to do that. <laughs> we <laughs> we don't need any of that stuff. But look, it looks like we're on the right track. Hopefully. With getting it covered. But the issue is, is teams leaving. Say we have the NBL Cup and then teams have to leave. They have to do a 14-day hard quarantine, Mm. potentially leaving Victoria. If there still is lingering cases, which a couple of places like the Wildcats, stuff like that, New Zealand are just stuck in the trash themselves in the worst situation ever. Well, now now it's a lockdown. And now it's a lockdown as well. So you you, you cannot feel worse for New Zealand in this situation. But it's going to be an interesting one. Look, I don't think it ends with the Cup just starting on the 20th. Oh, no. It can easily be another thing that happens because we've proved more than other states that we're more willing to lock down and do things of that nature. But the fact that professional sport is able to go ahead leads me to believe that no matter what, the cup goes ahead. Mm. It either goes ahead in Melbourne. I can't see it moving anywhere. I can't see it moving this year. The logistics of that is far too expensive and Mm -hmm. I cannot see that happening. Well, I don't think it can now anyway because we've got three teams here. We've got three teams here. We're moving over there. You need 14 days. So I think that one can go out the bend. It's either happening in Melbourne or it's not happening and we just move on with the rest of the season. Come on, Daniel. saying that. Give us the game. Give us the cut, Daniel. <laughs> Six is signed Brandon Ooh. Paul, the injury replacement to replace the injury replacement who came in injured. injured. <laughs> what on earth was going on there? That's exactly what it is. We don't really often see injury replacements being signed who are injured. But he played, oh. he played the last night. He played last night and he opened it up with a, with a vicious air ball <laughs> from the perimeter. <laughs> but you haven't rusty. played in that long. You're coming off an injury. I don't blame it. I still believe that Jeremy Kendall is a great player. But a weird one that we've brought in an injured injury yeah. replacement and now that injury replacement has been replaced. What's weird, I think more... Has anyone checked on the health of Brandon Paul? No. <laughs> Can we just <laughs> make sure? we getting another guy in here with a um, dodgy hamstring? He just flies over expecting not to... He looks like he's got the goods, though. Oh, he does. He looks like he's a he good does. name, good pedigree, but then again, Colton Iverson also came in with a really mm. good European pedigree and just hasn't 
performed to his ability so far. But then again, I've said before, New Zealand just get a complete free pass this year on anything. Yeah. So, yeah, what I do you think, think? Are I you think excited? Well, I'm excited because I think they need, like Josh Giddy. we know is a good like playmaker and he's a good passer and a good facilitator and just a good leader in that mature as a young kid, I think they need that extra punch on the wing as a scorer because their bigs are elite. Isaac Humphries, we'll get into these. Their bigs are elite. DJ's elite. They just need that other piece. And I think that he's they want him to be that guy. And I think they need it. They're sitting third right now. They played a lot of home games. But if they get they're him... They're doing all right. You're they're doing the, okay. The bigs. Yeah, they're elite. Johnson, Isaac Humphries, we can't talk more about that. And I, I don't blame the loss to Brisbane. I don't put too much weight on that. It's very tough to beat any teams back-to-back. Mm. Now, speaking of... I said that on my integration last night. Oh. Back to back. You caught me out. I did. Because for some reason, <laughs> I've ended up on shit takes again. again. Well, I, I think it's me. I'm not sure. We, <laughs> we, we never, we blow it We always it cross it out. But I get the feeling that may have been me that tweeted <laughs> that NBL games always stick between one and 10 points. And I've been loyal on this. The average margin of NBL points has been around six to eight. Mm. And that never changes. Then as soon as I go on air and say it on the integration, bang. It was funny because we look at the we're going to look at the tweet here, and we, as you said, we don't know who says it. We have no idea who that profile picture is. It's a really good profile picture. Uh, and the funny part about this was, so this is a tweet back to someone who was trying to help get on the game with, with a bet, and it was right before you can see it's one minute before the tip of the game, and he was saying get yeah, we'll get around it, and then he said in the integration because I love his integrations at the start because we're trying to follow. They've been people. on. They're, They've been the, on. The head-to-head picks have been on. Player props all you've, over the place. You've gone away. <laughs> so be you've gone away points. from the, and. The fact was you doubled down in the integration of the film before saying a blowout in the NBL was 8 to 10 points. Now, for people who aren't aware of what game this was, this was the game that Perth smacked South East Melbourne by 31. So that's why it was funny. I don't think there's been a game within 1 to 10 points since, since I said, you said that. It. Everything and has been 15, 16. But it's right, though. Normally we've seen a lot of close right. games. And what it has been, I'll give you some credit here, it's tough. It's been those games that have been back-to-back games where you're playing the same team in a couple of days. It and throws all stats 56-point turnaround is insane from the Phoenix. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, give you some cre- I'll give you some credit. We're not going to see that. Now, in play or out of bounds, mm. my favourite segment of all time. Now, Australia, we saw the team that was announced for the February 20th coinciding with the NBL Cup FIBA qualifying game. Now, the Australian team, I love the way that we've gone. Yep. Juniors, if you're going to do it, this is the way to do it. Develop some young guys. I don't think this, this is probably the first time that we've ever seen guys make their Boomers debut before their NBL debut. For a majority of the team. Before they finish high school. Before they finish high school. All of them. You know what? It is what it is. Such is the world we live. <laughs> but the one that I'm worried about is New Zealand. Mm. Who in God's name are they going to have to play? Because you have to find... New Zealanders yeah. that aren't playing in the NBL mm. that are currently living in Australia to play. So you can't be flying over because it's still 14 days quarantine, I believe. Well, actually, well, there is still a there is still a quarantine process well, was, that would happen. Yeah, that is not going to have time to happen before February 20th. So they need Australian-based mm. New Zealanders. Now it's funny you bring because I remember hearing a press conference saying that there was a green light way where New Zealand could travel to Melbourne, but that just got shut down with Auckland's lockdown. So maybe that's yeah. changed something as well. Maybe they had planned to. Maybe they can yeah, go to that, Cairns. Maybe they can. The I'm Auckland sure. lockdown will surely move, and then you've got exactly. to take, you can't take players from the major cities. Yeah, right? no, I know a lot of Kiwis that live here. Mm. None of which would be able to play <laughs> for New Zealand. Well, I spoke to Toy Smith Milner because he sent it to me. I was like, "Oh, you're playing, bro," and he said, "No, he's no. like, I'm just playing NZNBL." So you're right. I don't know what who's going to play. Maybe the breakers use it as a tune-up, an extra game trying to get them find their feet. Because um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's the sits pass walkover and just gets a nice easy run to the next of the cost. Yeah, I, I tell you, I have no idea. I feel do feel bad for New Zealand basketball. I don't feel bad for the heads of New Zealand basketball or the the Olympic Committee or whoever it is that's not giving funding to oh, New that's Zealand. Oh, that's another story. To play. That's another one. That's now bad. there needs that's, to be yeah. someone 
who comes in and steps in and helps this organisation yeah. out because that is just disgusting. You're giving money to BMX, yachting, <laughs> sports like that. Give me a break. New Zealand is an elite basketball country with yeah. elite, elite talent. talent and fun talent and fun talent. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's disgusting. Anyway, award watch. Oh, quarter season update. Now, we came under a bit of fire earlier in the year because we didn't include Jack White. Again, the NBL teams like to kick up a bit of a fuss when their players aren't mentioned on various platforms, for better or worse. Jack White, Rookie of the Year. But he's your pick? Feeling, no, no, no. no. Oh. My, tick is, my pick is DJ, but it's a very tough one. It's, it, I, I've pretty much split Jack White and Dayan right down the middle. Mm. I just love DJ's product, production right now. I think that if he's not – Sydney Sydney could have lost every single game if yep. DJ hasn't stepped up to the cause. Now, when he came into the season, I was like, geez, he's going to load up a lot of shots. Yep. He's going to have some shocking games. But he's picked his shots well. He's playing like a veteran. Jack White's fitting into a role within a great team already. Could easily win. If he wins the Rookie of the Year, I would not be like, how the hell did Jack White win? Mm. Not at all. Yep. I just think that the stuff that DJ's doing right now is really lifting his team to a couple of wins. Yep. Whereas Jack White as well, it's still – taking them to wins but there's a lot of other tools there there's a lot of defenders have to go to a lot of other guys he sort of gets to be that one guy where they're like you know what we'll let Jack White beat us in a way and that's not a knock on Jack White I think it's just the nature of how many how much talent they have on that Melbourne United team but Sydney right now teams are zoning in on DJ yeah and he's they're still locking in. in on him and he's still burning them yeah. so I'm, I'm a real big fan of what DJ's doing I had, I had the two names down as well for my picks quarter of the way because you look at and I've I apologize. I've been saying his name wrong for a little bit. It's Vasiljevic, I found out. The um, Vasiljevic. <laughs> just say so DJ. Yeah, and he said they just, just say DJ. So it's the easiest <laughs> way to do it. But he's a stud. And with all the injuries and the guys out, and they're not out for one or two games. It's, it's longer periods. He's going to keep getting this chance. He's averaging 17 a game as a rookie. He's playing arguably better than Casper. Yeah, and he is. And he's, he, he's the most impressive on that Sydney team. At the so I think Terrell he's Martin definitely in there. Well. But you talk about game. Jack White has made three massive plays in the clutch in different games to get him over the line in a game against Cairns. Had a massive Massive take on Cam Oliver, big O board against Perth, and then another take against the Hawks as well. So I wouldn't mind seeing. I love that this award I don't think is going to be particularly stat driven. I think there's going to be a lot more that goes into it. Other awards we see are very stat driven. I don't think this one necessarily will be, which will be great because we're not big on every award being given to just stats because Giddy's have some no. really good stats. The Sixers have had some good wins, had a bad couple losses. So I think he's still a chance. Well, Jessup's the start of the year, <coughs> Jessup, another guy. Look, there's so many. This is one of the most hotly contested awards. At well, the my pick's year, not going to win it. We would have said <laughs> Moave. Yeah, that's what I said. Josh Giddy, one of these guys yeah. to win it. And you've still got to take into account Josh Giddy. Like, yeah, how much do we put weight on the fact that he's, you know, 18 years old? How much does that go into it? It's kind of got to the point where we've already seen him and now he's starting and put up like near triple-double numbers that we're just taking it for granted. Like even last night, I know they lost, but he yeah, still had assists. And I'm like, oh, yeah. wow. Like he just does it really quietly. So there yeah. won't there, there won't be a clear runaway. I don't there know. won't be a clear runaway. This can be a very tough one to pick. Most improved. I'm going, even though he's injured, JLA, Joe Nwalakul. Just think he's just dominant compared to what he was last year. I still think he had that potential last year, but if you just look at number differentials, and he's still doing that within a stacked team. Yeah. If he's on a cans or something like that right now, he's getting a lot more opportunity and he's getting a lot better numbers. But I just like I love the way that he's improved on last year. Well, he had a couple of games where he's doing getting double doubles in like sixteen to twenty minutes, which is absurd. And yeah, when they were making jokes on the commentary, yeah. you guys, your group, yep. making jokes on the commentary. Oh, they're going back to him. So like, yeah, they're going back to him because he just keeps putting it in the freaking rim from right in front. Like it's a pretty good strategy, and maybe that's why they're going back with him. Another one, another one. Another one you want back. You want back as soon to see him. But I my pick Sam Froling. I think he's been great. Hawks are rolling. I think he's just his confidence he's playing with his touch around the rim. And he just doesn't look like scared at all. He's just going up against every single player and just trusting himself and with that confidence and gotta give a lot to Gorge. I'm so gorgeous like you're our foreman. See that's an interesting one. Is it? Now I saw it raised on Twitter the other day and I sort of agreed with it. 
You've got Tyler Harvey, NBA talent. Yep. Jessup, NBA talent. Yep. Dang Adele, Played NBA him. talent. Yeah. You got a lot of good guys on that team. Justin Simon, arguably the best, one of the best imports in the league. Mm. There's a lot of talent on this team compared to the Illawarra Hawks of past. Correct. How much emphasis are we putting on Brian Gorgian through this? And, and I'm not coming at Brian Gorgian here at all. I think he's the best coach in the league. But there's a lot of talent on this roster. And I feel like we sometimes ignore that with we're going, Gorge, Gorge, Gorge. Mm. Ogilvy's playing unbelievable basketball at the moment. Well, I think it's a lot. Listening to, I spoke to Justin Simon twice. The way he goes, every time you talk to him saying, do you enjoy playing? He's a true professional. He is. Justin and he's saying, look, this is what, Gorge, we had the camp in Albury. Gorge kept saying, like, we're going to play this way. We're going to do defense. And everyone's bought in. So I think it starts at the top. And if, if guys don't respect the coach, then they're not going to play for him. They're not going to play the way he wants. So I think guys are doing that. But as you said, the talent they've brought in, well played for the Hawks. They've got every piece fits perfectly, which makes them fun to watch and can win any game night in and night out. But yeah, I'm with you. It's kind of a nice coincidence that you bring back the GOAT, you bring back nice talent. Oh, wow, the Hawks are good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just think we do need to yeah. give a bit of credit to some of their players oh, throughout this. For sure. The Gord's Love Fest, I do love. But this is a stacked team. Well, I want to. We'll talk about one of the players who should. Ha- There's a bit of credit that someone else should be getting. For one of the players. <laughs> oh, defensive player of the year. Now, a credit to you, Pete, that you haven't just picked a United player for every single one of mm. these awards so far. So, so good on you, holding strong so far. Hopefully, you can still keep those relationships intact. Mm. My defensive player of the year, Isaac. Right now, holding the fort for Adelaide down low, gets robbed of blocks every single week. Should be averaging, in my opinion, around six to seven per game. <laughs> He's getting given about four on a good night. Yeah. Well, that's just a force down low at the moment yeah. on both ends, and he definitely comes into the MVP discussions that yeah. we'll touch on later. He does, and I think he's getting credited for more blocks after the game now, which is good, and good <laughs> on him. And that's what I think Gacy said in the commentary was, when you hear players complain about stats, maybe it's points or something, that's what you don't want to hear. This man's trying to pride himself on his defense. Oh, there's no difference between so, complaining about points or blocks. They're, well, both, they're both positive stats. Yeah, and it's more about the defense. No, but you can't say, oh, someone's not worried about their own stats. Everybody's worried about for, their stats. Yeah, everyone's worried about their stats. I hate it when people say that, like, oh, yeah, I don't know how many points I scored. You know exactly <laughs> how many points you scored. Oh, I just care about, like, dudes that are trying yeah. to get to the NBA on a next star uh, program. Like, I love the ones that there was Josh Giddy was asked the other night. Yeah, it was um, early first game of the season. Early first game of the season. <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm just out here just doing what I can to help this team win. Mm. <laughs> no, you're not, Josh. You want to get a fat check from the NBA, so you better go out there and try to average a triple-double every night. I hate to say it, but wins and losses don't matter for you. Ooh. And that's just yeah. how it is. You're and trying to get to the NBA. It's a selfish world. Grab a jacket. It's cold. Josh Giddy needs to go out there and ball his ass off. And people Winning knew, games is good. People There's knew a big we were, fat check waiting at the end of the year. People knew you and I were lying when we were playing, and they're like, oh, how many did you score on the weekend? We're like, oh, I don't know. I don't really count. Well, you do. You can count it too. Well, my highest scoring NBA game, <laughs> NBL game, people ask me how many I scored. I said two points. Yeah. I really? knew exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had two points. Oh, I didn't even know. Um, I had Humphreys written down, but I'm actually going to change it. I think Kiefer Sykes is a big smoky to win. They're not smoky. I think, obviously, the, it's more about being hyped up as well, and I think he's starting to get it now. Simon Mitchell's hyping him up, saying he thinks he's the best defender. He just chased Bryce around and made Bryce's life really tough in two games. Bryce only had 15 in that 31-point blowout. Sykes did a great job. Even still, Bryce made him um, – Kiefer Sykes made him earn every bucket in that big blowout return game. Oh, he's super quick, super athletic, and he just doesn't get hit on screen. So I think he's a big check. Only averaging one steal a game. It's easy to get not to not get hit on screens when you're four foot nothing. But uh, yeah. when you're rolling around grabbing someone's kneecap, sort of <laughs> just curling around the screen. But yeah, I agree. Sykes is right up there as well. All of these awards are going to be hotly contested, such as the talent we have in this league. The big one, way too early to call at the moment, the MVP. I'm going to stick with my man, Tyler Harvey, purely because if he wins the MVP, then I can shout from the rooftops that I made more threes than him during our college basketball season. So... 
I want him to win it. And I think that right now he's playing at a level where he's in contention. But again, I probably put Isaac up there as well. Bryce Cotton sure to light it up through a stretch during the season. Very, very tough to predict at the moment. And it may just go, if the Hawks can finish high enough, Tyler's leading the scoring potentially, that, that could be the one. But very, very tough to pick. Yeah, I think you're right. I had both those names. Did there. I mention that I had more threes than Tyler Harvey during You college? did. You played five. I did. You played one. I did. That's what happened. <laughs> so um, but no, that's uh, you. You're the one. I'll give you the credit. I didn't know much about him. You said that he was going to come in and light this league up. And I was like, you said lead the league in scoring. He's not there yet because Sobey's doing a really good job. But I think he's been incredible. And if, if the Hawks keep going, it's going to be those standout guys. It's kind of a stature of an award. We just know it is. So who knows? But I'm with you. It's one of those two right now. <laughs> Bang. Hot or cold. Refs need to relax with the off-the-ball fouls. Mm. When you watch an NBA game, it's free-flowing. There's not all this little ticky-tack fouls. It seems like every second possession there's an off-the-ball foul. And then the ref just meanders over to the foul, blocking, two shots, whatever it is. Usually not two shots off the ball, but it's just this shit that we don't need. Kyle Adam got done for two of them, I think, just chasing around a screen. We don't need that. Let the game flow. Call the fouls, contact, shots, all that sort of stuff, Yes. But let's just chill with the off the ball fouls. I think we like everyone wants more physicality, free flowing game. In that game, the Hawks versus Kings. Once the Kings, Bigs all got fouled off. Moller was playing undersized, newly, and they were letting him get away with more. Well, probably because they're not five men. And this saying, is a physical league. And I like this thing that. Like Europe. And I like off that. Off the ball fouls. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I want a more free-flowing game, and I think those games we've seen that are free-flowing, the whistle gets put away. It's way more entertaining to watch. So, yeah, I'm, i got nothing to argue. Oh, that's – I need to relax. Hot. <laughs> I'm still not sure how this goes. I love how I introduced the hot or cold and then, <laughs> and then just announce my own answer yeah. to it after. The Von Hofflein show. Hot or cold, Jessup is going to be in the NBA next year. Hot. Ooh. Ooh. Why the pause, though? No, I'm trying to think of will they want him to do another year. You, you have to at, calculate in your head whether he played for United or not. Um, slow. I hope you get a couple of just re- reconnecting back to the system. Um, I, I think he will be. I really think he will be. He's just going to fit in nicely with Clay Thompson's back and we have a look at some of his I just reckon lines. the way that he plays right now is so – he's one of those guys, like you look at like Kevin Huerta, guys like that. He can clearly play in the NBA. He's NBA ready. We underestimate that this guy's still young, still a next star, ready to go in my opinion. There is more than enough room for him on an NBA roster. Well, what would have helped him if Kelly Oubre kept shooting the way he did at the start yeah. of the season? <laughs> they need someone in there because you can't leave Steph. You can't leave Clay. Jessup's all of a sudden coming in. All he's got to do is spot up and knock him down, take him off the dribble on a shot fake. He fits into – he got drafted to the perfect team, let's be honest. That's yeah. exactly where – so I reckon he's going to keep going. He's been a stud and look forward to seeing that. Now, how about this one? I've chucked a couple of these out on Twitter, these mm. lookalike things yeah. that have gone around and, and – Barring people whinging from certain clubs when one of their players gets stuck on a lookalike, hopefully we don't get the same one here. I think New Zealand are up for a little bit of banter. But Dan Shamir looks exactly like <laughs> Mr. Mackey. I think it's pronounced Mr. Mackey from South Park. What is going on there? That is clearly Mr. Mackey. And a little bit of sunlight on the side's given us a bit of that receding hairline as well. But I think it was J- Jason DeSantis threw this one out on Twitter. Credit to him. But that is Mr. Mackey. That is gold. That is a dead ringer of Mr. Mackey. And, and there's I'm, a Brad Newley one that I'm going to bring up next week that I love. The old glitter one. <laughs> there was Gazy, looks like Mugatu. We're going to start bringing this in. I reckon a couple more. The Gazy one, I think you had a hammer one. You're on. I think there's a lot there. That one is absolutely That was Wilkins JVG. Van Groningen came up looking like Blue Steel yeah, Zoolander with the whole, the whole button undone. Now, that's, just, yeah, that's the hottest one we've had for a while. That is de- an absolute dead. But try and, yeah, save him. We want to save him. We'll save him. We'll, we'll, we'll drip him out. I'll try not to throw him out on Twitter. But anyway, that's all we got time for this week. Hooli's got, got to get over to the AGM for Melbourne. United to make sure everything is just smooth sailing over at his favourite club. Take everything he says with a grain of salt. I'm still remaining independent for Trash Talk. See you next week.